Are you ready, cowboy? Yeah. All right. You rolling, Reeves? Okay, let's do it, brah. Garage Logic Podcast number 59, December 7, 2018, Pearl Harbor Day. It was 20 below on this day in 1972, but as warm as 54 in 1939. This is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Boys, I don't even know if I can bring myself to get to that story. The one we were... Yeah, please. Uh, I don't know if I can bring myself. To address it, though. It's really bad. That's a doozy. Well, you got to warn people. You got to warn people. Tell me if. Uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I just wanted to read a, a note from Bill Stein. On today's anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attack, we remember our great friend Paul Filer. He of the Golden Irish Tenor. Voice, good humor and service at Pearl Harbor. I will call Paul's beloved wife, Vel, and wish her a happy Pearl Harbor Day, if that makes sense. Then I will take my prized possession, Paul's bosun's whistle, and sound its call from my deck overlooking the still open scar of water shining blue against the white snow on Cedar Lake. Good luck, Bill Stein. Remember? Joe, how are you? This good. is Paul uh, We had you on, I bet it was last December. Uh, yes, it was. You are a Pearl Harbor survivor, great friend of Billy Stein. And uh, Billy has advertised you as a uh, great crooner who would uh, do Danny Boy for us. Would you do us that honor? He's only heard me in the middle of the night after a couple of scotches, so I don't know. How to <laughs> <laughs> any time you want to hit it. Okay. All right. Oh, Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Pearl Harbor, Fat. From Glen to Glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone and all the flowers are dying. Tis you, tis you must go and I must bide. The late, great Paul Filer. Wow. You want a bit of a ray of hope? Yes. You all saw the photographs of the... Because I can't bring myself to get to that topic. Uh, Just put it on the back burner. You might not have to get to it today. Maybe the next podcast. you got to build... This is is really... Oh, I'm going to get to it. It's the... Stay tuned today, GLers. Because we have come across the ultimate power washing. I'd like to punch this guy. Well, you can't. Do you agree with me? Yes. What? You could not take power washing to a higher level than this word I can't say has taken it. Uh, it yeah. And you have no idea how much this upsets me. Yeah. And you're just a moron. And I'm just and a you're moron. You're a dummy. Yeah. yeah. You're not burdened with a complex mind. Well, it's, it just it, it's, it hits me in my own backyard is what what I'm saying. The ultimate oh, power God. washing. You can't. There there can be no example of power washing higher than this, and subsequently more ridiculous than this. Are you sure you can get to it today? Yeah, I have to. That's gonna bring us. It's gonna bring us down. 
First, though, I'm going to give you a, a ray of hope. Do you remember the photographs of the damaged highways and roads in Alaska from the oh, earthquake yeah. last week? With yeah. abandoned cars right in the middle of the streets? A week after a major earthquake rattled Alaska, the state's transportation department is the envy of the nation for its speed at repairing roads. You should see the before and after pictures. Wait, they're already... What? You would not know there was an earthquake. No way. Isn't that something? I'm going to look this up. Department spokesperson Shannon McCarthy told USA Today that crews repaired most major road damage within four days with before and after photos of an off-ramp near Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport emerging as a social media sensation. Wow, look at these photos. The photos shared on Facebook by Alaska Tour and Travel have garnered uh, 1,100 comments and been shared more than 17,000 times. Uh, this is an unbelievable, awesome display. Hooray for the Alaskan people. Which repairs went, wish repairs went that fast in Texas? Another Facebook user said, uh, do yourself a favor and look up these before and after pictures. But we th- can't get a pothole filled around here. A serious question. How? My uh, God. The repairs uh, completed since the November 30 earthquake in unfavorable Winter conditions are temporary solutions to avoid transit complications, and crews will redo the majority of their work in the summer to ensure long-term sustainability. But th- this is this is uh, so this is temporary, but it looks marvelous, doesn't it? It it's, really it's does. Unbelievable. And when you look at the March seventeenth photo, which is on the left side, it's not March. Where do you come up with March? Uh, you might be looking at different photos than me. I'm looking at oh, one that I says am. Friday, November 30th at 9 a.m. and it it That's looks like I'm a bomb at. went off. It looks like it looks like oh, a major calamity. It? And then just below it, Tuesday, Thursday, December 4th. I, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Tuesday, December 4th at 9 a.m. Yes, and you would not know that there was an earthquake. It almost looks like this was the photo before the earthquake hit. It took about 72 hours of around-the-clock work to restore the northbound off-ramp near the airport. A total of 14 people worked the project. Uh, seven laborers, five truck drivers, and two project engineers. It was the first ramp that the department began reconstructing uh, with uh, workers on site just hours after the quake. Uh, crews faced freezing rain, light snow, high winds, and temperatures that dropped into the 20s. Uh, but uh, usually Alaska only does construction from May through September when conditions are more favorable. No, os- no asphalt plants run during non-peak months because of cold temperatures. Uh, solidify the oil while rain and snow and moisture contribute to the problem. So instead, the the department called a contractor to start reheating asphalt two hours after the earthquake. Here we have the news that we have a $1.5 billion surplus Mm -hmm. and a new governor who intends to raise gasoline taxes to repair infrastructure. No. Nope. We must do something about this immediately. Why doesn't every Department of Transportation official in the country, why don't they all allow themselves to be tutored by the, uh, by the attitudes and the ideas of those crews in Alaska? Right. Let's, let's go here. Let's get her done. $1.5 billion <clears throat> surplus. Uh, and this new guy, Wes Walls, wants— uh, Tim. Let's Tim. go with Tim. Yep. Tim. Keep calling him Wes. I know. I, <laughs> Tim wants, uh, of course, these are called investments. He mm-hmm. wants to invest 
in education and health care. How much more do you want to invest in education? Uh, it's already need, more than half the yeah, state's budget. Right. And why in St. Paul, by the way, do the schools want more money if the enrollment continues to decline? That makes no There's sense There's some to major me. waste going on in the, in the St. Paul school district. Well, you have firsthand knowledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Forgive me if you mention this about Alaska, by the way, Joe. What <laughs> makes it even more impressive? Hmm. There's basically no daylight there right now. That's true. That's true. I mean, but, but, but it's it's a, it's you know what we should just consider it a, a note of uh, 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 American get up and go still exist. Hey, let's get this done. Yeah, let's get her done. And uh, you know, it was near the airport. I suppose they wanted to protect air travel, right? Well, and tourism is a big source of their revenue. I would imagine. Well, yeah. in fact, well, why would you go there today? Well, because well, you, you want to get up lights, and running. See the northern. No, why would you go there as a tourist today? I mean, it's. I'd give them some time. I'd, you know. But there Unless are. Unless it was a Northern Lights tour. I yeah, would do that. We have, with those big crevices, we did lose a couple of people who were panning for gold mm-hmm. going deep in before well, they, they had sealed they up had, the roads. They, had, they really hadn't heard the word yet, had they? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. They were Get out of there. there panning, yeah. yeah. Have you guys been to Alaska? No, I can't wait to go. I have not. I have huh. not. Uh, you know, our buddy Steve Wilson, up from Bill Stein's neck yeah. of the woods, uh, he was enamored with. Uh, uh, George H.W.'s uh, boat uh, with the with the three hundred horse Mercury's on it, uh, and the boat named Fidelity. But more interesting in his note is he writes as a side note: a student we know who was taking a class called government in the high school up here. Up here would be in Steve's case Aiken, right? Right, correct. <laughs> this is this is terrible because they're not that close to the country's tallest buildings. As a side note, a student we know who was taking a class called government in the high school up here told us there was no mention of the funeral or the death of President Bush this week. Huh? What criteria would it take to be mentioned in a class called government? I can't think of a more meaningful topic. Uh, keep up the good work. We love our mattress topper. Thanks for the tip. Steve and Julie. How could you go a week in a government class? And failed to mention George H.W. Bush's death. Oh, by the way. Mm. Oof. Mm. That's incredible. An oversight? No. Bert wants me to know that when he uses the term bender, as in pulling a bender, he means that he's not shoveling, as in Lisa Bender. I I misinterpreted what he was. uh, Any act of uh, hypocrisy could uh, uh, be called now pulling a bender. Yeah. Huh? Did you guys see the video of the couple? No, I pulled a bender last night. I just uh, couldn't do it. Didn't we all? Yep. I did not. Um, did you guys see the video, by the way, of the of the Minneapolis couple that did almost a PSA oh. to Lisa Bender on how, how to shovel the <laughs> how to shovel the sidewalk? Well, I don't follow you. What, what, well, they, they were create making a movie, or it's, it was what a rucka two like minute, a, yeah, a two minute how to video. Like it's clear that Miss Bender doesn't know how to remove snow from her sidewalk. But so that's here. because we're sexist. You shouldn't attack that's a woman true. for failing right. to shovel. That's true. She's got a hubby. He should get out there. That's man's work. Two working parents, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, tough. That's like ships passing in the night. I see Kevin Hart uh, failed the club, huh? They kicked him out of the Oscar. He was going to host the Oscars. Um, but he uh, apparently they dug up some past tweets, uh, and, and he was not. Uh, he was, you know, for example, he was he wished to raise his son as a heterosexual, right? Stuff like and he that. expressed that in one of in one of his um, routines as well. Yeah, but he's he's in the club, and the club. The club can't tolerate that. So you have to every speak, comedian that's the, done that can't you can't make you can't have fun or I love it though when these lefties start to eat each other. Oh, it's great! It's just wonderful. Hmm. 
I saw Although Hart isn't necessarily a committed lefty. No. But he's he he has to protect his investment in the club. But every comedian that follows will now have to be careful of what the what sensitive issue they put in their routines. My mama told me. Yeah, and the, some of the most vile comedians <laughs> have some of the funniest stuff. Well, speaking of the club, yeah. uh, Jim Wolf writes, uh, Dear Joy, we'll make this short and sweet. Below is a very short list of celebrities who oppose the current administration's position on immigration, including the issues going on at the U.S.-Mexican border. George and Amal Clooney, Rihanna, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, Kristen Bell, I don't know who that is, Governor Phil Murphy, J.K. Rowling, Mark Hamill, Anne Hathaway, and Kumail Nanjiani. And then he adds, Jim adds, below are a few images of homes for some of the celebrities named above. Uh, and then I'll ask you what they all have in common. Clooney's Hollywood home, uh, Rihanna, holy mackerel, what a mansion, uh, Christer, Kristen Bell, uh, J.K. Rowling's. Uh, what do all these homes feature in common? A wall around them. This is a great note by uh, Jim. I could go on, but you see my point. I'm not a fan of the Trump wall for fiscal reasons, among other things. That said, my point here is similar to your ongoing crusade towards the climate change hypocrites. These people, too, are the same hypocrites and are disingenuous when it comes to their own interests. They get to have a wall and keep people out of their personal domain, but they know what's best for us when it comes to keeping us safe. They can have their safety, no problem. Just don't lecture me about it. Isn't that amazing? And I'd like to know more about their staff. How many record? How many records has Rihanna sold? Shy Ronnie was probably the biggest. No, <laughs> was that SNL? That was an SNL oh. skit. Uh, she has actually. Jim notes her place looks like Camp Pendleton. It's just it's ridiculously. Are you huge. trying to keep people out or Rihanna in? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, Rihanna, I got to get to it at some point today. I no, gotta get, yeah, no. I got to get to it. I got to get to it. Correspondent, proving once again why he is the chief offsite correspondent, Kelsey. He loves to dig. Yeah. And see, I needed offsite correspondence when it became terribly evident to me that you two were not going to be uh, very helpful. I would agree with you. Right. <laughs> I think you nailed it. So, you nailed no, it. you've always said it's work that you could do. But you just, just choose not choose to. Choose not to. I could do it. I just choose not well, to. And, uh, so I'm very thankful to uh, our all of our offsite contributors and uh, our chief offsite contributor, uh, chief offsite correspondent Kelsey, and the former chief offsite correspondent uh, Kelly has been you know, trying to wedge himself back. Is it emeritus? Or well, what is it? no. See, it's winter, so he's not on the golf course. He had a little time. Uh, okay. Well, under our direction, of course. Right, these yeah, people we, we guide are. these people. Well, and he, he provides wonderful stuff. But mm-hmm. but but Kelsey's the digger. You recall yesterday, we talked about the school principal in Omaha, Nebraska, Jennifer Sinclair, mm-hmm. who did, uh, who banned, effectively banned Christmas. Just what, almost as though she was wishing to pretend it didn't exist. And then the Liberty Council came along and straightened her out, and the, 
and her own superintendent had to say, uh, "Lady, you're you're invoking uh, rules here that don't exist." Right. And so she, it was a bit of a ray of hopes that that there was pushback. Right, and I think what we agreed was it's impossible to ban or cancel Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, what what uh, what uh, the chief offsite correspondent did is went back and he found uh, the uh, story about Sinclair's arrival as the uh, principal. So this is a story dated Feb 22, 2018, from the D.C. Post-Gazette. Dr. Sinclair was invited to the Elkhorn Board of Education at their meeting on Feb 12, where she gave them some background information and introduced her family. Okay. Currently, Dr. Sinclair is an assistant principal at Hillside Elementary in District 66, a Title I school with over 420 students. She earned her administration degree at the University of Nebraska at Omaha, went through the CADRE program there, C-A-D-R-E, I I don't know what that means. It went on to earn a doctorate in educational leadership. That sounds like a doctorate you couldn't flunk. Right. At her building, she said she does a lot of staff development. She is also an adjunct professor at UNO in the College of Education, teaching education class to undergraduates. Dr. Sinclair also taught first and second grade and served as an instructional coach for teachers of grades K-6 to help them continue to grow as educators. She said she felt very lucky to be considered for the position of principal at Elkhorn. We live in Elkhorn, and we love Elkhorn schools as parents, and our kids love it, Dr. Sinclair said. Her husband, uh, her family includes her husband, Andy, a stay-at-home dad. Uh-huh. Why am I not surprised? Mm-hmm. Nine-year-old twins, Ellie and Owen, and Gordon, who is three years old. Those poor kids are not going to have a Christmas. So they're going to have to... Sad. As a family, they love to travel, she said. Last year, they backpacked across Europe together, uh, staying in Airbnbs, visiting Scotland, Ireland, and Great Britain. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, but, uh, boy, I hope I never uh, catch you lecturing anybody about global warming because I bet you didn't roll a boat over there. Right. We love adventure, she said. I also love to read. With 13 years in education behind her, Dr. Sinclair is ready and eager to take on the new challenge as principal of Manchester, which is over fi- which has over 500 students. I'm thrilled, she said. The community at the school work works really well together and focuses on student achievement. I'm excited to be part of the team. Gosh, that's such a boilerplate thing to say, isn't it? Uh, well, and, and Kelsey had, I think, some uncharitable things to say about oh. the picture <laughs> of, of uh, okay. Dr. Sinclair uh. and her husband. I needed some light down work? No, no, nothing about their appearance. Uh, He said, uh, look at how miserable the rest of the family looks. They look like kidnap victims. I bet she's a treat to be around. I'm not surprised to learn that he's a house husband. (laughs) The dad in the picture. That's sad for those kids. The dad in the picture does have a distant look on his face, but they're a a, a happy-looking family, I would say, in general, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, an attractive family. well, what a bummer for them, though. Just a minute. But their Christmas is going to be. Well, if she, either that or she's a complete hypocrite. You're really mm-hmm. fighting it over there, aren't you? I Me? didn't say anything. Or him. Him. What's he want to say? Oh, I know what he wants to yeah, say. I, I, you can't, you I, can't I, I, say it. You can't say it. You're doing a story about exactly what I want to say. Right. About Christmas being hey, I'm potentially canceled. That. I don't want to get in any trouble. Uh, Jessica, the mother of CI girl Hannah. Yep. <coughs> cough button. Excuse me. We don't have hey, one on the podcast. button's not really working over there, is it? Excuse me. I, I mean, I'm going to take a sip of water. 
Uh, I don't need you to make any sound effects. <laughs> you better? Look good now. Will you be quiet? <laughs> Joe, Hannah and I were listening to today's podcast, meaning yesterday's. No. Yep. Wait. Uh, no. It's, meaning uh, Wednesday's. Yep. There you go. Because she wrote this yesterday. Today's Friday, December 7th. Hannah, Hannah and I were listening to today's podcast in which you discuss the pushback radio stations are giving the disturbed that are offended by baby it's cold outside. And she got a little heated. She yelled to the sky, if you don't like the song, change the channel, you morons. This is a kid. Mm -hmm. She went on to ask me, a bit teary-eyed, why people try to ruin everything. I told her that people have come to the conclusion that their personal comfort is more important than anything else. Backbones have all but melted. In short, people are bat bleep crazy. Uh, she talked about how messed up it is that the Victoria's Secret underpants fashion show is on television and that women wear almost no clothing on the red carpet. And that's okay, but an old-fashioned Christmas tune is offensive. When we got home, she said, Mom, watch this. Alexa, play Baby It's Cold Outside. And we listened to the whole damn song and sang loudly along with it, perhaps a ray of hope, Jessica. But this got me thinking. How old is Jessica? We were told that a month or so ago. She's, what, now, 10 or 12 in yeah, that area? Yeah, she's a young, budding but, garage but, magician. But what, what, how do parents deal with that? In other words, this is coming up in their home. Here's a, here's a bright kid who is on to the mystery. That's got to be a tough thing for parents to deal with. It is, unless you've been a garage logician from day one and have had a sound base from which the likes of Hannah can draw, Apparently. and, and the, you're, you're solid. Your foundation is solid. You're you know, not swayed. You know Tom uh, Borboom, the candleman? Yeah. Well, he's, guy. He's, uh, he's, again, done the work that, that you guys did not do. Good job, Tommy. Uh and uh, if 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 Jessica, I'm sorry, if Hannah thinks that uh, Hannah's the kid, not Hannah's Jessica. the daughter, Jessica's the mom. Uh, if Hannah's troubled, there she's got to gird herself for what's coming, mm -hmm. according to the Candleman. Uh, since they decided to pull "Baby It's Cold Outside" from its playlist because someone was offended, I feel that most of these other holiday songs are potentially also on the chopping block. And he wonders, how did our generation ever survive? Uh, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Obviously, that's adultery and subjecting minors to softcore porn. The Christmas song, Open Fire, Pollution. Folks dressed up like Eskimos, Cultural Appropriation. Yeah. Holly Jolly Christmas, Kiss Her Once For Me, Unwanted Advances. Mm. White Christmas, Racist. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Sees You When You're Sleeping, Knows When You're Awake, Peeping Tom Stalker. Yes, most wonderful time of the Andy year. Andy Williams comes to mind. Everyone telling you to be of good cheer, forced to hide your depression. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, bullying. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Forced gender-specific gifts. Dolls for Janice and Jen and boots and pistols for Barney and Ben. Mm. Santa Baby, gold digger, blackmail. Frosty the Snowman, sexist, not a snowwoman. Do you hear what I hear? Blatant disregard for the hearing impaired. See... There was a day when this would be funny, but it's too damn close to the truth. Yep. It really is. <clears throat> uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Make the Yuletide gay. Ooh. Okay. That won't get can canceled. Uh, jingle Bell Rock. Giddy up, Jingle Horse. Pick up your feet. Well, that's animal abuse. Mistletoe and Holly. 
Overeating, folk stealing a kiss or two. How did this song ever see the light of day? Winter Wonderland. Parson Brown demanding they get married. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's forced partnership. I'll be home for Christmas. Not if you're homeless. Ooh. Uh, that's just insensitive. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Homicide, extremely extreme violence, and promotes alcoholism. Well, again, if it wasn't if it wasn't so. Uh, current. Plausible. Plausible. That would be more funny. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. No, you're not going to, are you? Are you? The ultimate power washer. No, I'm I'm stealing myself. I'm I'm working up to it. Okay. Plus, we're waiting for the word I can't say to call us back. Right. Right. Because uh, Reavers left also uh, not only the station hotline number but Reavers' cell phone. Mm-hmm. So he has no excuses. Which and then we laid out two. and we laid out uh, completely uh, and charitably why we were attempting to. Uh, to contact him. Maybe that's why he's not calling you. No. Back. In fact, I framed it as we would uh, like to uh, invite you on to defend your stance oh, okay. on this particular topic. We should tell uh, uh, listeners, too, uh, we made an attempt to get Governor Dayton on today. Uh, I just, I'm just, i just concerned about how he's doing. He's, he's not doing well. Uh, well. His people have gotten back to us and said uh, today is not a good day. Uh, for him to be on, and uh, the future. If nothing else, you would have thought he would have found uh, 10 minutes to boast about a $1.5 billion surplus. Especially with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do have a good relationship with his people. Yeah. So if he is available, they well, I will. Hope he's, I, hope he's, I hope he's not coming on because he's he's not capable of it health-wise. No, I, hope, I, think, I hope he has something else to do. Yeah, he had a couple press releases today regarding this um a budget surplus, so I'm sure he's got some other things. Well, and the thing book. about Governor Dayton is, you know, you and he don't see eye to eye on topics, but he's a guy. I mean, he's he'll a come guy. on. He's a guy. Right. He's a guy. He's been a guy. He's been a buddy of ours. Say, I want to remind you that uh, the best place for Christmas shopping is RF Moeller. There's mm-hmm. three stores, the uh, flagship at Ford and Cleveland and St. Paul, 50th in France in Edina and uh, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, anything you get at Moeller's for Christmas ends up being a family heirloom, a keepsake. It gets passed down from generation to generation. It's uh, very exciting because, as we noted yesterday, they also gift wrap whatever you get. Yes, so you don't have to, they do don't a have to worry about that. professional job. And right now, uh, RF Moeller is hosting a John Hardy Designer Showcase. Uh, that begins today, and it runs through Sunday at all of the Twin City stores. Uh, John Hardy jewelry is handcrafted by artisans in Bali using time-honored techniques. I haven't been in the store this week to, to know what that means, but Moeller wouldn't handle it if it wasn't something extraordinary. Right. You he, walk he, in there he, and you feel Christmas. He wouldn't. He would. I'm serious. He wouldn't handle it if he didn't think this was the thing that uh, people w- were interested in. And they're offering special pricing just during this event. Visit them in Edina, St. Paul, downtown Minneapolis. Or also, uh, uh, keep in mind the great website at rfmoller.com. Very easy. Hey, you were talking about um, songs that would be banned, Christmas mm-hmm. songs in the previous segment. Mm-hmm. We have a new favorite hockey player on West the Garage Logic show. No, well, we all have yeah, West. Yeah. Ryan Reeves of the Vegas Golden Knights. What did he do? Did you see what he did on Twitter? No. 
I don't. I don't. I, 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 know. I abhor Twitter. I, know. I abhor I it. I, and I don't know anything about him other than that he plays for the Vegas Golden Knights. He tweeted with a photo of uh, who was the coach Donner, the one that was the kind of the the bully. Oh yeah, Rudolph. yeah, Donner in Rudolph. Yes. So there's a photo of Donner and Rudolph, and he says. Just watched a story about people wanting this age-old cartoon band because Rudolph was bullied. This world is going to S. Don't at me. <laughs> What's this guy's name? Ryan Reeves of the Vegas Golden Knights. He is my new favorite hockey player. I absolutely love that. Pushback. <laughs> Democratic socialist professor has been lambasted on Twitter for saying she wanted to hug George W. Bush. Um, a self-identified Democratic socialist professor uh, was ridiculed all over the Internet after she tweeted about wanting to hug and comfort former George W. Bush in the wake of his father's death. Former uh, President George H.W. Bush passed away on Friday at the age of 94. His wife Barbara died in April at the age of 92. The couple had been married uh, 73 years. On Wednesday, meaning two days ago, Professor Claire Potter of the New School in New York City wrote, of course, she had to preface this to stay in the club, I opposed George W. Bush in all things for eight years. Now all I can think about is that he has lost both parents in one year, and I just want to hug him. And boy, did they string her up. They went after her, huh? They strung her up. Uh, What a compassionate thing to say, though. The backlash to Potter's tweet was fast and furious. Uh... One wrote, sounds about white, meaning W-H-I-T-E. Uh, Apparently, what what does, am I, is this my position in life that I have to interpret the, the mindless, inane comments from anonymous creeps? Yep. What does that even mean? You can't have emotion if you're white, or if you have emotion if you're white, it's because of what? What does that even mean? Sounds about white. What the hell does that even mean? I interpret it as you can't, you, because you are white, and we don't even know if she is or not, uh, you you are not allowed to feel uh, emotion. You can't be compassionate. Even not, though most of the uh, uh, programs out there that Republicans are um, uh, promoting are done privately. Another wrote, I mean, he sat on his hands while black people were being drowned by Katrina. But okay, you do you, whatever. Yeah, you got to do you. But that's wait a minute. Well, that's preposterous on the face of it. Uh, The administration uh, sprung into action. I'll never forget the. uh, uh, I think it was an ABC reporter tracking down uh, black people who had been moved to Houston, and he just was begging them to condemn Bush for this. Uh, He was begging them to blame. I remember. We had it. We looked for it. Couldn't find Uh, it. And and (laughs) these black women (laughs) told the guy, "Ain't Bush's fault." Right. The fact that you are a professor of history is very, very distressing, another user said. Now he only has to lose 999,998 other loved ones to understand the impact of his war crimes. That's inaccurate. Potter, clearly shocked by the negative blowback from expressing a simple identification with a human emotion, with zero politics in tow, uh, responded with two classy tweets. In one, she wrote... Today's Twitter event. My best advice when involved in a Twitter dispute or when voicing feelings about others is from Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. I don't always remember that, but when I do, I am never ashamed of my words or actions. 
this woman's too uh, this woman's too with it to be a socialist. She later added, "And seriously, who would you prefer to be loved by, God or Twitter?" <laughs> I know my answer. Right. Mm-hmm. See, the club's going to tell you what you can think. That's right. And how you, what you must say, and. You would think a democratic socialist professor is right there in the club in good standing. Right. And I'm sure she hasn't. There's been no sea change for her future in politics, and she will vote for the next. She's probably a, probably a fan of Octavia Cortez, you know, and but, Bernie Sanders, the hypocrite. But why must. But she said, I'd like to give the guy a hug, man. He's been through some tough times. And that violated the club. The club said, You can't say that. Because the club is full of mean spirited bastards. Why are why can't they feel emotion when that's all they do is feel emotion? Uh, on the the why does the left? That's a good point. Not allow. They someone, they, in other words, they only uh, their principal operating uh, modem is emotion. Right. They're they're not knee-jerk. fact or truth or anything else. It's just whatever they feel at the moment. And so, why wasn't this uh, professor allowed to feel what she felt at the moment? The club went after her. I just, I can't think like that. I, I don't. Although, you know, in a, a brighter way to look at it, it was a remarkably peaceful week uh, in terms of people apparently reining in their comments well, on George H.W. Plus somebody, somebody shut down President Trump's Twitter account, I'm sure. Yeah. I haven't seen anything. I don't what? think he would have tweeted unkind things no. about H.W. No, but it's just the way his mind works, it would have been. Up for interpretation. Because he was back at it this morning. <laughs> was he? Did he get right on the horse? Oh, yeah. I couldn't help but have a cartoon bubble yesterday afternoon. I watched the uh, the final bit of the week's ceremonies for the president mm-hmm. in College Station, Texas, because uh, I wanted to see the 21 jet fly over. Oh, man. And I did. And it, it rumbled It rumbled my TV. Can you imagine what it would have been oh. like there? I didn't see it, but I was told the final plane shot straight up, as a, as in going to heaven. Wow, that's cool. A, a, a very nifty, uh, a very nifty uh, how, week. How neat was the train cam? Did you see? Did oh, you yeah, see yeah. The, the the camera set inside with the coffin? That, yeah. that was cool. But I, and it was carried by all stations yesterday. I'm talking. This was four-ish, quarter to four, four o'clock, and I had the cartoon bubble of Trump sitting with his wall of TVs and his remote wondering why in the hell the Simpsons were not. <laughs> Jeez. Do you know that that train was commissioned in 2005? I did not know. It was commissioned in 2005 for uh, President Bush, who, when it was done, went to go meet with the people that had put it together. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a donation from, I think, Union Pacific. Mm-hmm. And For what purpose? Uh I, I know he loved trains. To, it, it has been in storage ever since it. I think it was to. I think they had this in mind. It was going to take him home, hmm. so they had it painted all in, you know, like uh, Air Force One, and he went to meet with the people, the three top guys that were involved in it. And he was sitting in the engineer's seat, and they're talking, and they get done after about five minutes, and he looks up at him and goes, "Well," and they're like, and, and they said yes. He said. And I take it for a spin. <laughs> so they, after a quick um, 
tutorial. They fired it up. Oh, cool. He got it going up to 30 miles an hour, yeah. and then he slowed it down and to a screeching halt and just thought it was thrilling. Yep. And the guys were like, this is the coolest thing ever. So what will become of it now? Is it Will it become a It'll museum? It'll be at the library. Okay. All right, Reavers, during this break, look up something for me. I meant to do it. Sure. Why did Yale... Refuse the George H.W. Bush Library. I didn't even know that. On it, bro. He went to Yale, captain of their baseball team, graduated from Yale. Uh, but it's a great picture of him with Babe Ruth. I I was told, and I we need to we're fact based that Yale either I I, I want to know why they didn't choose to be the site of his library. We'll be back in just a moment. But there's one engine that spent most of its time sitting and waiting. This locomotive is a unique piece of railroad technology, and it's a unique piece of America. The George H.W. Bush 4141 engine was commissioned back in 2005, dedicated to the former president and his presidential library at Texas A&M University. At the rear of the locomotive, we have an American flag. And this Union Pacific's Michael Iden worked closely with a small crew to create what some would call a masterpiece on the rail. This blue stripe is the ultramarine blue with a gold separation stripe underneath it. And again, ultramarine blue and gold are the official colors of the U.S. Air Force. And with a silver underbelly designed to look like Air Force One. So the colors that you see on this locomotive are historically accurate and technically correct uh, with respect to the Air Force One aircraft. Unlike other engines on the rails, this is the only one to ever have been driven by a former U.S. president, and Iden was along for the ride. I got a phone call from another manager at Union Pacific who said the president wants to go for a ride on his locomotive. It was the day after the engine was dedicated, so the crew was already in place cleaning it up. The former president came up these stairs into the cab, uh, introduced himself uh, and sat down here in the conductor's seat at this desk and we talked for about five or ten minutes. What happened next took Iden by complete surprise. Uh, then the president looked at uh, the three of us, uh, the UP engineer, another manager and myself who were in that corner of the cab and he looked at us with a little bit of a smile on his face and he said, uh, do you mind if I take take it for a drive? After a brief lesson, President George H.W. Bush took the controls. We got up to about uh, about 30 miles an hour. We moved about two miles down the track, and uh, he brought the locomotive to a stop. Iden was able to capture the two miles on camera, a moment he will never forget. And there were five of us up here, and one of them was a former president of the United States. So that, that in and of itself was a, a, an extremely rare opportunity. Find out anything, Reeves? The only thing I could find was just the the dedication at Texas A&M. Nothing really on why uh, there was not one located at Yale. And I did some some serious digging. 
But why why did he become so fascinated with Texas A and M as opposed well, to Well, he to went Yale. to Texas and was a wildcatter, oil man, and uh, that became his second home. And I suppose after Yale, for whatever reason, didn't want his library, he went to Texas. Hmm. Say, uh, <clears throat> oh, my God. Uh, emailer uh, Jeff alerts me uh, to this story. Oh, my word. What? This just in? Uh uh, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, when Suffolk County's district attorney-elect Rachel Rollins takes over the prosecutor's office in January, criminals will no longer need to worry about being held accountable for many offenses, including resisting arrest. Oh. it's a, This is a recipe for disaster, veteran Boston defense attorney Robert Griffin told the Boston Globe. The problem is the message that you're sending, Griffin uh, stressed. You're encouraging bad behavior. You're telling people that we're not going to do anything about this. Rollins, 47, uh, what's her name? Rachel Rollins, 47, has been widely hailed and widely criticized for her well-publicized charges-to-be-declined list, which she has featured on her campaign webpage. With rare exception, offenses of shoplifting, trespass, threats, and larceny under 250 bucks will no longer be prosecuted, as well as disturbing the peace, disorderly conduct, and minor driving offenses. Hmm. Wow. Breaking, launch. breaking and entering will not be prosecuted as long as the perpetrator makes sure the property is vacant. Wait, say that again. As long as the perpetrator... Well, it sounds to me like she's going to let you off the hook if you break and enter... It's okay. Just make sure nobody's at home when you do it. Onion piece? Are you sure? Uh, well, it's real. The new, it's the re- new prosecutor it's in Boston. Yeah, district attorney. Or district attorney. Breaking and entering will not be prosecuted as long as the perpetrator makes sure the property is vacant. Alternatively... <laughs> Those who commit break-ins of occupied homes because they are cold or tired and don't damage anything will also be in the clear. So if Otis gets all liquored up and he's cold and tired. And he can go in. He can go sleep says. on the couch, Boys. scare the hell, and and completely mess up a, a emotionally a family. He's not going to be prosecuted. This is the exact same thing of we're not going to. Make you pay your library fines. Well, sure not, it is. It's, the, not gonna, it's a logical extension of that. We're not going to, you know, if if you cause a ruckus in school, whether you're white, black, whatever, we're not going to. Come on. I, I think that's it's, exactly what this is. I think is. it's germane, uh, but I'm embarrassed to say I can't. T- well, but just find out for me. I believe uh, Rachel uh, is a an African-American woman. I missed her last name. Rachel uh, what? Rachel uh, Rollins. Rollins. R-O-L-L-I-N-S. Boston, you said? Yeah. Uh, district attorney. Uh, yeah, you know what? Just find out. Oh, boy. I, I think that's germane because yeah. it's putting us into the the milieu of, uh, who's our friend? Nakima. Oh, Nakima Levy-Pounds. Le- Levy-Pounds, who I contend you could not give a parking ticket to because she would call right. you a racist. Right, right. You know. Well, I'm not done here. This is this is utterly fascinating, isn't it? You haven't even got to the big one. No. 
Offenders won't have to worry about going to court over receiving stolen property or underage drinking and won't be held accountable for wanton or malicious destruction of property. Making threats will also be permitted with the exception of those related to domestic violence. Drug possession will no longer be prosecuted in Suffolk County, even in cases when the suspect is a drug. Rookie, you got to be right. This has got to be the onion. Um, I'm afraid it's not. What 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 publication are you reading that story from? Well, it's from? called Defense Maven. Uh, it's a it's a it's a blog, a website. But the Boston Globe is is quoted here. It's a it's a site called Defense Maven. I'm on the Boston. Emailer Jeff Gibbons in Hastings is the one who alerted me to this. I'm on the Boston Herald's website. Reading That's a, a paper. Story. That's a paper. And this was published. It looks like yesterday. All right. Or excuse me, the December fourth. Not only is this true, mm-hmm. um, she has one goal in mind. Mm-hmm. I got to get the solve rate up. Mm-hmm. That's why she doesn't want to deal with those petty little things. Like, what do you mean solve rate? In, in other words, close out. Her, she wants uh, to cases? focus more on violent crimes, and she. Wow. Well, wouldn't resisting arrest be somewhat of a violent I, crime? I think if the officer says you're being arrested and you resist, you're in more trouble. I want to get to the root cause of a problem before sending someone to jail, she said. Cases where an offender is charged with resisting arrest and nothing else will also be turned away, as well as any instances where the, pers- where the person resists arrest while being charged with another offense. Uh, in the exceptional circumstances where prosecution of one of these charges is warranted, the line... DA must first seek permission from his or her supervisor, uh, Rollins said. Boston Police Protection Union President Michael Leary said the district attorney elects charges, I'm sorry, changes will likely lead to an increase in Boston's crime rate, according to the Boston Herald. If you're doing crime, you have to be held accountable for the crimes you do, Leary argued. If you're out there doing bad things, then unfortunately jail is the answer. That's what jail is for, for people who break the law. Right, It'll make you want to stay out of it. <laughs> the quality of life is going to go down because wow. she's not going to prosecute these people and they're going to keep doing it, he said. Our job is already dangerous. It's unbelievable to think people are willing to make it more dangerous for us, Leary told WBZ. I fear that officers will begin to even uh, to see even more aggressiveness than we already have on a daily basis. If there are no consequences, offenders will figure out why not. Uh, Chelsea Police Chief Brian Key said he is especially worried about the victims who will never see justice, the Boston Herald reported. Their voices need to be heard as well, Chief Key said. Kai said, I don't think she's properly taking into account the cost that criminals afflict on society, even for minor crimes, National District Attorneys Association President William Fitzpatrick said. Ignoring minor crimes leads to an increase in violent crimes. Former U.S. President Barack Obama disagreed and praised Rollins during a speech at the University of Illinois in September, WBZ reported. Do what they just did in Philadelphia and Boston and elect state attorneys and district attorneys who are looking at issues in a new light, he said. Aha! Boy, this used to be a hell of a country. That was the thought that kept running through my mind all week watching the Bush tributes. This used to be a hell of a country. (laughs) She's really, really uh, advancing the mystery, isn't she? And especially when you're when you're advertising it. Hey, don't worry about it. Hey, we hey, we got this. Northeastern University law professor Daniel Medwed concurred and described Rollins' de- uh, declination to pro- to prosecute as the next frontier of criminal justice reform. 
You sure this is real, Reavers? You sure this is real? He's nodding. Nodding on the If podcast. you have a prosecutor who is declining to charge, that could go a long way toward advancing justice and cutting back on mass incarceration, Medwood said. I think Rachel Rollins should be applauded for trying to do something different, for trying to address the trap of a criminal conviction that ensnares so many young people in Boston, especially young men of color. Uh, even if you get probation, typically for one of these offenses, it's very easy to violate the terms of your probation. Being convicted of criminal offenses creates a lot of hardships for offenders, Medwood said, law professor in the failed academy. The academy has failed. I keep redefining reasons that it's failed. Because institutionally, the academy has embraced postmodern thinking that doesn't necessarily believe in good and evil, right and wrong. They believe instead in truth being flexible and relative. They believe that there can be what that they believe that in this woman's case, that resisting an arrest could have a variety of truths. It, it's ultimately to lead to chaos, isn't it? Uh, we're going the wrong way. That's I'm the bottom not done line. yet, Rook. This country used to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, being convicted, and get this, being convicted of criminal offenses creates hardship for offenders, the law professor at Northeastern said, Medwin. The collateral consequences of a criminal record are enormous. You'll have difficulty finding employment. These people are mentally disturbed. You aren't looking for employment if you're a serial criminal. Right. You might be ineligible for certain forms of public housing. In some states, you can't even vote, he said. Rollins will be at the helm of the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office, effective January 2nd, 2019. Good luck, Boston. Good luck, America. Good luck, America. Good luck, Garage Logistics. Still got to get to the, the the power washing of all time. Has he called us back yet? Uh, he has not called us back He yet. won't call. You, you know so? why? He's a word I can't say. If you're looking for more extras on Garage Logic, we got them for you. GarageLogic.com. Check out Greg Holcomb's wonderful cartoon creations. Find out what's on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner. That is, click on the GL features at GarageLogic.com. There's a little drop down button. And don't forget about December 21st at Summit Brewery. We got a nice little announcement on, uh, on some of the eats that are going to be there. And you'll like them. They're down in Newport, they're a family business. And they've been with us for a long, long time. If you don't know, stick around. We'll tell you on the next click, garagelogic.com.